Have you ever wondered what it would be like to work as a virtual assistant in the wedding industry? Well, my guest today has totally conquered that niche and is here to spill her secrets. You're going to love hearing Adriana McDermott's story of how she found a niche that lights her up and inspires her every day. And you'll learn how you can do the same. Let's get started. You're listening to the Support Squad Podcast, where virtual assistants come together to share their best business tools and tips. Virtual assistant for life coaches Sharon Nissen created the Support Squad with a firm belief in community over competition. Whether you're a new virtual assistant looking for advice on how to get started or an established virtual assistant looking to expand your skills and invite even more abundance into your career, you're in the right place. Working from home doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Now, here she is, the host of the Support Squad podcast, Sharon Nissen. Hey, hey, I am so happy to be coming to you with another episode of the Support Squad podcast. And I'm absolutely thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. Adriana McDermott is a former bridal boutique owner, wedding planner, and florist turned virtual assistant. She's the owner of Ava and the Bee, a virtual assistant and social media managing company for wedding professionals. She's been in the wedding industry for 10 years, five years working and managing bridal salons and four as the co-owner of Ivory and Bow, a wedding planning, bridal boutique, and florist in Savannah, Georgia. Adriana is also passionate about educating others to become freelance virtual assistants. Through her mentorships and course, the Creative VA Academy, she helps women create businesses of their dreams. Adriana and I talked about her journey from boutique owner to VA, her advice for virtual assistants that want to break into the wedding industry, and she's also going to be sharing a sneak peek of her exclusive Pinterest training for support squad members this month. We're going to cover a lot, so let's dive in with Adriana. Hey, Adriana. Hi, how are you? I am awesome, and I am so happy to connect with you because I've been following you on Instagram forever. And for all my listeners, if you're not following Adriana at Ava and the Bee, right? Yeah. Um, what you'll notice with her Instagram, she just has the most clear and pretty brand. Her niche is so well-defined and she's so open about sharing her expertise with other VAs. So of course, we had to have her on. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So Adriana, I would love to hear from you about your journey to becoming a virtual assistant because, you know, a lot of my listeners and followers, they're, they're new to all of this and they like mm-hmm. to hear how people's journey began. So let me know how you got started. Okay. It's kind of an unusual um, journey. So I actually, um, I got started working in the wedding industry. Um, I got started 10 years ago when I was 18. I was just doing bridal accessories. And then it kind of led to um, working in retail. And then my senior year of college, I co-opened a wedding planning bridal boutique and florist company um, in Savannah, Georgia. So I'm from Cleveland. I moved to Savannah for college. um, And I was there for seven years. And I owned this company. And it was the wedding industry. It was is literally all I've known um, since I was 18. So um, I was there for four years and I honestly felt really major burnout. And um, if anyone listening 
is in the industry. They know that you work 18 hour days, seven days a week. You never have weekends off. And it just got to that point where I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't quite exactly what I envisioned for my life. So two years ago, I sold my company. Um, I just got a regular nine to five doing social media and community outreach for a law firm. I just needed to kind of take a minute to kind of step back. And I was going to um, a little group. It's like a Wednesday work group for creatives and mostly wedding professionals that my friend Wendy kind of started in a coffee shop. Mm. And honestly, one day they were just honestly complaining about like how they couldn't find someone to outsource. They had all the stuff they wanted. Like they didn't want to do their blogging. They didn't want to do their Pinterest. They're over social media and they just want to photograph weddings. And I'm sitting there and they're using the word virtual assistant and I'll be transparent. I had no idea what that was. I was like, what's a, like, what, like, what do you, what do you need? And so they started, you know, kind of brainstorming and I was like, oh, like I can do all that because their biggest issue was working in the wedding industry, which is where my company right now, that's all we work with. It's a very niche industry. And if you haven't worked in weddings, it can be really hard to train someone. So these are people who have tried to outsource, but couldn't find anyone to understand the terminology. And they're like, I don't have time to train. So I honestly just started doing work for them. Um, I opened my bank account when my first client, Wendy, tried to pay me. And she was like, so I'm going to pay you now. And it kind of just honestly grew really quickly. Um, within a few weeks, I was beyond booked because word just got out in the Savannah area that I was doing it. Um, and I found just such a need and I had no idea that this was a thing. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll just do it. And I just kept taking on clients. And when I started to actually see it was um, <laughs> a business, because I didn't know this was a business, um, I finally made a website and Instagram and I started just kind of marketing towards creatives. And um, like I said, I was super booked. So I ended up being able to leave my full-time job and work from home. And I've been working full-time from home um, doing this since last summer. So about a year now, um, I came up with a six-month plan because I, I didn't want to just jump and leave my job. So I came up with like a six-month goal plan to be like, okay, by June of 2018, I'm going to be full-time BA. Yeah. Wow. That is such a good That's story great. that you just kind of fell into it, saw yes. the thing before you even knew what a virtual assistant was. And I yeah. think that that's something that can happen a lot when people are working in a certain industry for a long time. Um, yeah, it can go. Sometimes you start with a niche or sometimes you like end with a niche later, depending on where the journey takes you. Exactly. So, um, so I know like one of your passions to talk about with virtual assistants is about having that solid niche and yours is so clear and mm -hmm. it sounds like it's been a huge part of how you've been able to be so successful. So I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on that. How can virtual assistants find a niche that works with them? Um, and what are kind of the, the process of doing that? Yeah. So I, I'm a huge component for finding your niche. Um, and it doesn't necessarily, it can either be, you know, an industry or a type of skill. So I kind of fine tune it as two different. So when I first got started, I was for like all creatives and artists. So I helped graphic designers, the website designers, but I saw that my skill set were wedding professionals. That's what I knew. Those are the ones that needed me the most. Um, so that's kind of how I niched down. And I honestly, like when I took that, leap and changed my Instagram and changed all my branding to say for wedding professionals, 
my inquiries tripled mm -hmm. with, within a week with like, I got like eight in a day because all I had to do was make that one little change. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, just because people, so a lot of times I think when people, I think there's definitely nothing wrong with being a general virtual assistant. I don't think there's anything wrong if you offer a lot of things like that's incredible. I do think as your business grows, you're going to start to see what you love to do. Mm -hmm. and what you don't love to do. And mm -hmm. I think that kind of helps you naturally niche down. So maybe you're someone that is incredible at social media and you hate doing other things. Then I tell people my mentorship or my course I have, why are you doing everything else? If you don't like doing it, that's going to translate into your work and your clients are going to feel it. So I kind of think it's really, you know, when you first get started, I offered my packages were like a million pages long. I had this long list and, you know, over the last year and a half, I've kind of fine-tuned it to what I'm really good at and what I feel my clients need. So I think in terms of having a niche, it can either be maybe finding an industry you really feel great for, like maybe female creatives or Etsy artists or, you know, whatever that is, or finding the service you offer that you are just a star in. If it's like you're a Pinterest expert, then, you know, I am always an advocate for maybe focus on that more because it's less confusing for your client. Cause I've noticed, you know, when I offered too much, my clients didn't get what I did. They were mm -hmm. like, wait, so you do everything. That's almost was like a negative because they're like, I don't want you to do everything. I want you to do these three things. So I think it's definitely something that's good to start a little broader, but I've learned that as you grow to start fine tuning actually really helps you. I totally agree. I heard this um, great quote, and I guess I'll paraphrase it, but it's like in your marketing, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody because if they can't connect with your message, I mean, you're just putting stuff out there and you're not going to see those results. So when people feel in your marketing that you're talking directly to them, that's when like that connection happens. And also I think no, having someone know that you are an expert in that particular field and that you're passionate about it, that definitely translates to clients too. So yeah. that is such good advice. Yeah. I think just, you know, having like that ideal client avatar or that ideal person you're talking to and everything, like I have one client I talk to and that's it. Like yeah. I talk to her every single day. And I think that once you start fine tuning who your dream customer is, it makes your messaging even easier because you don't have to like guess what they want. You just totally, they tell you. And so, and I would say for people that are just starting, like you said, it's okay to start more general. I mean, for me, I was similar. I didn't know what a virtual assistant was. I didn't know. I mean, I just like started and I didn't know anything. And so I started very much as just like a general VA, but it became very clear to me pretty quickly that my niche was soulful female life coaches. And as soon as I started using that more specific language, I never had to struggle to find a client again because they're like, Oh, well, she's talking directly to me. So. Yeah. And I, I think that's so, I think that's so wonderful to hear because, you know, and I, I think a lot of people when they first start are nervous, they're never going to find it. And I assure them they will like yes. at first take on a whole bunch of clients and then you are going to find very quickly, even faster than they think you think is possible. Mm -hmm. You're going to start realizing really quick, like who you connect to. And I know it can sound a little scary at first, but I really think that you'll kind of just start listening to your gut mm -hmm. and you'll find them. You'll find who you want to work for. Yeah, totally. The clarity, the clarity will come out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden be like, Oh, now I know, now I know what my business is and it's okay to not know it right away. Oh yeah. 
I didn't know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't either. I never I no thought that I would be a virtual assistant for like soulful female life coaches, but it just worked out that that's exactly the kind of person that I connected with. So, um, yeah, it's really cool when that all clicks. Um, so I'd love to know, like, what do you love about working in the wedding industry? And like for other VAs, what's kind of some advice you can give them if that's an industry that they're interested in? So I, I love weddings and I think honestly, it's just because I, I've been doing it for so long that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much else. I've never really, I mean, the only corporate job I, job I worked was very small. So I've only ever really known working for myself in the wedding industry. So, um, and I think what I love most is just the um, incredible talent. So when I used to own a shop, it was so different because I was one-on-one -on -one with the bride and I honestly was like, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss working in brides. And I honestly love working with the vendors 10 times more one, because it's a little bit more level-headed. They're less emotional. Um, you know, mm -hmm. brides are, weddings are very emotional yes. um, and they take a lot out of you as a vendor. So I think for me, it's just being able to work with these incredible people and photographers and planners who just have these visions that, amaze me every day. Like I see my clients work and I'm like, how they see the world is just mm -hmm. incredible. And I know weddings can seem like such a small thing, but I kind of see it as like a universal, like just artistic style. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it's just, I, I kind of always knew that this is what the industry I wanted to work in. And I, when I left my shop, I was terrified I would never do it again. So I'm really thankful that the universe was like, oh, you can still do it. You just got to do it from home in your pajamas. <laughs> um, and for people wanting to get into the industry, because I hear this a lot, um, every, you know, a lot of people really love weddings and mm -hmm. it's a wonderful industry. I would say if you have zero wedding experience, the, my first tip would be maybe to subcontract with someone who works in the industry. That way you have oversight and they can help train you because especially when you do specific things like blogging where you have to use certain terms or know the rules of, of sharing, it's not hard. Mm -hmm. It's just, you just need someone to tell you, like you just need someone to sit down for 30 minutes. So I would say either subcontract or, um, you know, start looking for people who are new too, because if you are kind of learning and growing with someone, you know, you can find someone who's maybe just starting out their photography business and only needs, you know, 15 hours a month. You can, within a few months, you'll be so efficient and mm -hmm. so like enthralled in the industry and you'll be able to be able to get clients a lot easier. Yeah, that is such good advice and it's good for any niche really to oh, yeah. contract with more experienced people and then to find people that are new in the industry. That is great advice if you're trying to break into any niche. So um, that's really, really good stuff. <laughs> so thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, cool. And are there any like tech tools that as a like in the wedding industry that you use that maybe other virtual assistants might not know about? I don't know if there's any like wedding industry specific. Thing. Yeah. So there's some things. So, um, some of the planning things like I'll planner is a big one or all seated. So there's some tools for wedding planners that you use for photographers. Um, a lot of them use a tool called HoneyBook or seven, 17 mm -hmm. hats is more popular, but HoneyBook is technically geared for wedding people. That's through the rising tide society is through HoneyBook. Mm -hmm. Um, so HoneyBook is one that I use a lot. I use a lot of album design companies like smart albums. So I create wedding albums 
for photographers. Um, and also I do a lot of wedding submissions. So I get people published. So mm -hmm. you have to kind of know that whole world in terms of Two Bright Lights is a submission platform. Uh, Matchology is a submission platform. Um, so there's definitely some specifics, but there's a lot that everybody uses, like Planoly for Instagram and Hootsuite. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's probably like 75% very like open-ended. And then there's mm -hmm. that 25% like specific things that are a little bit more targeted in the industry. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So um, another thing that I love, always love to talk about on the podcast and ask our experts about is self-care practices for entrepreneurs. Um, like it's a passion of mine. It's something I think is so important. I have gotten to the point of like severe burnout before. I've had a lot of anxiety in the past. And so I developed like a lot of really rock solid self-care practices. And I was wondering if you had anything like that that you do that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. So I'll be open and transparent. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. So mm -hmm. I have OCD, which obviously leads to anxiety. And I do try to talk about it a little bit because I know a lot of people out there suffer from it. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously with that, I obsess all my clients' projects. To the, <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I kind of take it out on that. So I think mm -hmm. definitely for me, one of the biggest things is Having set office hours, and I know that doesn't necessarily sound like self-care, but honestly, it, it, yeah. it is because you will face burnout when you don't have office hours, um, mm -hmm. even if you're just part-time. Like even when I was just part-time, I was very devoted to having office hours because I think it's so important to just be able to have a time where you're like, I'm not in the office mm -hmm. and I need to step away. Um, I do a lot of meditation. I do long mindful meditations. Um, I think for me, I just clearing my head is kind of something that's really effective, mm -hmm. um, especially because I'm the kind of person where I'll fall asleep and wake up at 2 a.m. and be like, oh, I need to do this mm -hmm. <laughs> or like think about a client project. And like, I have to be very mindful to be like, okay, just email yourself a reminder. Don't go in the office. Right. Uh, so I think for me, having very strict like office hours that my clients know. So I have an off switch meditation and I think having a support group. Um, mm -hmm. I have some great friends that aren't necessarily VAs, just random wedding creative industries. And I think being able to have people to bounce stuff off of is actually really healing mm -hmm. because you're able to hear that like they understand and they've had the same thing. So I think being able to find a community is just really important. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree that I think it's healing to hear, hear those, those stories. So I appreciate you sharing about your OCD because I know, you know, those things, there's been so much stigma around so many different anxiety disorders for so long that it's really refreshing to see people start to share that more because I, I almost know no one that doesn't have something that they struggle with. So I think having those, um, sharing those things with people is so helpful. So Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And then, of course, Adriana is not just our guest on the podcast today. She is also our featured guest expert in the Support Squad membership community this month. And she is sharing something amazing. So, Adriana, I'd love if you'd let us know just a little bit about what you'll be talking about in your exclusive training. So, I'm going to be talking about Pinterest. And I love Pinterest. And I don't just love it because I love pinning cats. I love <laughs> Pinterest because it has been an incredible tool in growing my business. Mm -hmm. So it allows me to grow my email list. It allows me to find new clients. And it's a service that I'm really passionate about offering to my clients, 
Um, it's one of those kind of standard packages that I'm like, if you book me, you kind of have to book Pinterest because that's just what I do, um, mm-hmm. pictures and blogging. And I think it's one of those things that sometimes people still think of as like a recipe handbook and they don't think of it as a business tool and a strategy and that it is a search engine mm-hmm. and that if you are able to really, you know, tackle your Pinterest, you'll probably be, have amazing results. So I, I just love Pinterest. Yay. Uh, no, I'm so excited about this because I'm, I'm definitely not a Pinterest expert, but I honestly couldn't have grown my email list to the level that I have without Pinterest. And I've, I've had to do the same thing with clients. I've had to explain to them, like, like you should be using Pinterest. Like that's how you're going to grow your list. And they, they, a lot of them still do have that resistance. So I think just like, yeah, getting more understanding about the amazing capabilities that Pinterest has for our own business and our clients is going to be amazing. So I can't wait to hear what you have to share about that. And then, um, of course, I would love for um, our listeners to be able to get in touch with you and connect with you everywhere that you are. So can you tell us like where to find you on the interwebs? (laughs) So you can find me at Ava and the Bee. Um, I am on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. Um, and then my website is Ava and the um, and you can just follow me on all those and just reach out. I'm on my DMS all the time. So send me your cat and dog pictures. And all. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> cool. And you guys, I'll put all those links in the show notes so that you got on the support squad.com. If you want to get in touch with Adriana and then of course, um, make sure to enroll in the membership community so that you can catch her amazing Pinterest training because I have a feeling it's going to be awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Adriana. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm really excited to talk about Pinterest. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Hey, bye. Bye. Thanks, Adriana, for sharing so much amazing wisdom with us today. You guys, Adriana's tips for how to break into the wedding industry or any niche, even without past experience, were so good. And if you want to hear more from Adriana, make sure to enroll in the Support Squad membership community. Her amazing Pinterest training goes live on August First, I immediately started implementing some of her strategies after recording her training, and I'm already seeing incredible results. Visit the squad.com to enroll now for less than $20 a month. I'll see you in there. Until next time, boss babe.